Hello and welcome to I Spit On Your Grades, the results episode for our best remake slash reimagining. So in some ways, we're just going to remake our previous results episodes. See what I did there? Clever. I am joined as always by Faye. Hello. Mercer. Hello. How are we both? Good, thank you. Tended along, tended along just fine, thank you. Couldn't have all the fat of these answers. <laughs> I'm sorry, let's make something elaborate up. Let's lie. Um, well, you know, I got abducted this week. That weren't very good. And uh, aboard this ship, they anally probed me, which was fun. A little sore now, but, you know, nice little memory to take away from the anal probing. You got abducted, which which was, as you say, bad. And then they brought you back, which was fucking awful. Fuck you. <laughs> Death, you do part. <laughs> How about you, Mercer? Have you been up to anything? Have you been abducted? No, I've, I've been living a relatively normal life. I've um, I've made stew. I've um... with old Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> with old Agnes. <laughs> Billy Jack. Billy Jack. <laughs> My dad's running around, but after he left. <laughs> Serious question: Do you think we're ever going to get to see Winter Skin again? I hope so. I, I need to. It's it's isn't it, my life's mission to find it. Is if, it not on Sky Reuser? I'm sure it has a release. Well, t- Charlie, let us know. Has it got a release? Because we need it. Let me. Speaking of watching things, have you seen anything good this week? I've not really watched a lot this week either. Um, I watched Mara wow. about a sleep demon okay. with Olga Kurylenko in. Very miscasters, like this serious kind of professional psychologist. She's not miscast. I think you just, in your head, you've just got a, like, sort of shitted Hitman, and she was, like, the side girl in Hitman, and then she were in Quantum of Solace as, like, the a Bond girl. Mm. It's kind of difficult to break out of that kind of mould and to go into something really dramatic. It just didn't really work. Just as a quick add-on to that, um, I actually learnt yesterday evening, thank you, either Tess or Finch, for the information, but I learned that in The Shining... Guess who was up for the role? Robin Williams. He actually auditioned for the role of Jack Torrance, but was considered too psychotic for the role. So he obviously went against what he normally, you know, does, and they considered him too freaky for it. I kind of want to see that version of The Shining. We were saying this, and I'm not sure you're ever going to be able to find it. I think it's... uh... I think his audition tapes going to have been on cut in the floor a long time ago. I'd say, yeah, audition tapes from the 70s. Mm. I doubt they're uh, kicking around, to be honest. So, yeah, it is hard to break out of your role sometimes, and sometimes trying to do that um, doesn't always pay off. And I think when the films aren't necessarily that good as well, then that's a bit of a distraction. So, yeah, I watched that. And I only watched it because it were about sleep paralysis, mm. which is something I struggle with. So I thought it might scare me, but it didn't. Um, and then I watched Abbott and Costello's Jack and the Beanstalk. I saw you were watching that, yeah. Yeah. Is it good fun? It's, <laughs> um, it's definitely not what you remember it to be. I've never seen it, so I don't have any memories well, it's, on, it's on Amazon Prime, so I suggest you go ahead and watch it. You yeah. too? We have watched quite a bit of new stuff this week. Weirdly for us. Yeah. We pretty much decided every night to watch a film. I don't know why. It was ambitious, but we did get through a lot. It was Mitchell Howard's influence. It was, <laughs> yeah. 
So we've watched the good and the bad mm. this week. Let's start with the bad first. Let's start with, yeah, let's always, we always like to start with the bad. Antebellum. So disappointed. Like, there are so many ways it could have gone with the story. And it's relatively new Antebellum, so I don't really want to spoil the twist at the end. But it just felt empty. It had no character depth whatsoever. And to say it was a film with a commentary about race and hate crimes and such, it should have had that depth and it just didn't. It was really disappointing. Yeah, it's it's really bad. It's got it's got nothing really to say. The plot makes no sense whatsoever. It's just really, really poor. Really, really, really bad. Upset. Really upset. But what can you do? What can you do? To be fair, the rest of the stuff we watched this week has been actually quite good. My favourite, The Dark and the Wicked. That was really that we good. Watched. So essentially, two brother and sister... As we're saying about relationships, we don't get a great deal of brother and sister. But brother and sister return to the ranch where their father and mother live because the father is passing out, is just about to die and is being cared for at home. So they go back to be with him as he passes away. And then all kinds of weird, creepy shears yeah, happens. Brilliantly affected. The jump scare is absolutely spot on. The brother and sister... Uh, absolutely brilliant performances are all pitch perfect I think it's kind of got that underlying it comes at night kind of feel as well yeah that like really low rumbling dread throughout yeah really really impressive definitely mm. worth checking out well we've seen a couple of them new. we saw 32 Malasana, Malasana Street which is available on Shudder which you'll like Mercer that's a really good film Spanish Haunted House or Haunted Flat mm. they move into a flat and uh, this lady died there before and and I don't need to tell you what else, you know. <laughs> Things happen from there, you know. And then we also watched Bad Hair. Which I loved. Fantastic. Set late, uh, late 80s, coming into early 90s. Um, got Vanessa Williams in. Heart Vanessa Williams. And uh, it's about this girl who, when she was younger, she um, was having a treatment on her head and it went wrong. So she was afraid of anything touching her head growing up. But as she's starting to get into this television industry, like, you need to look the part. They've got these new things coming in called weaves. I suggest she go to this place and get one. So she goes and gets a weave and it's like killing her hair. And it's like the hair's got a life of its own. And it sounds tacky as fuck, but it absolutely isn't. And it's got so much more to say than Antebellum. Yeah, it's all got, it's got more to say about race. It taps into all kind of BAME mythology. Really interesting film. Really, really good. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Other new one, I will just touch on briefly because it doesn't deserve more than that. The owners. Yeah, you're all right. The owners, the owners is worth watching because Sylvester McCoy's in it and he's absolutely brilliant. It's weird how good he is in it. It starts off banging. See, it starts off in a style that, a style of film that I don't particularly like anyway, mm. and then gets worse from there. So yeah, watch it just because Sylvester McCoy turns up. But blast from the past, we watched To Die For. Yes, we did. Because everybody seemed to be watching To Die For on Twitter. I don't know what was happening. I don't know if it's got released somewhere. But everybody started watching it and I'm like, right, well, I'm watching it then. Because if it's out and about there, I, w- I want to see it again. And I've not seen it in probably since, what, 1999 or something? Definitely 90s when it was released that I last saw it. But I know I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was Nicole Kidman's kind of career-defining moment where she became Nicole Kidman and not Tom Cruise's wife. It's her best role for me. I've not seen... I mean, I quite like her in Stepford Wives, 
But I've not really seen her in anything since that truly impressed me like she does in To Die For. Sorry, did you just say you liked your Stepford Wives? Yeah. Out. Get out. <laughs> go. Leave. No. Uh, well, I'm, I'm disgusted. I like Stepford Wives. <laughs> but To Die For was just as good as I remembered it. If not funnier, because I was a bit of a youngster back then. But that's what we've been watching. So loads. I suppose we should probably focus on what we asked the listeners to watch and vote on again as well. It's been quiet on the feedback front for remakes. And I, I wonder if that is purely down to the subject matter or whether there's been something going off recently. I can't think of anything that's been going off, so it may be that people just hate remakes. Or the release of the PS5. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think we lost a lot of people to PS5s. You would have lost me to PS5 if I'd have got a PS5. <laughs> Are we looking for sponsorship from PlayStation? <laughs> PS5, PS5. Ah, PS5, PS5. I just want a free PS5, please, PlayStation. And I'll say it every day on this show that's listened to by millions. Anyway, so we put it out to the public, uh, asked for some feedback. We got the votes in, which is nice, for the film that won the public vote. Which, you know, everyone saw it on Twitter. The film that won the public vote was the film that the public chose to be in the show. That's not always the case. Um, And it was a fucking landslide. We weren't even close. Mm. It, like, sweeped it. More than 50%. 64, in fact. That took that. But there was a couple of people who just wanted to give their opinion. So... Bearded Spencer on Twitter, so uh, or Andrew Spencer. Here he goes. Um, he came in with a Mittable remake. Not seen it. Can't comment. Fair point. Evil Dead. Wow. More serious tone and turn that fucker up to eleven. Boy, ain't wrong. He's not wrong. Well, he did turn it up, but that's not always a good thing. Um, House on Haunted Hill. Enjoyed when I was younger, now an amusing nostalgia trip. I frequently rented it from my corner shop. Yeah. I think that's I think that'll be fair to say everyone thinks the same about House of Haunted Hill. And quarantine. Nah. Watch Wreck and learn to read or the dub. Uh, so first of all, no to the dub. Don't watch a film dubbed. Watch the film in its original language. Yes. Watch Wreck, 100%. It is a superior film. But we were talking about my favourite remake, which is Quarantine. I mean, if you want to get personal, yeah. we, we know where Spence lives, so do you want us to pass on his address? No, because I think the next time you're on the house party, you can just bring some more vodka jelly sweets that he made or something, mm-hmm. and I'll just eat more. Okay. And a red velvet cake, and a <laughs> carrot cake from Costco. We're not supported by Costco. <laughs> Um, we should be. We're very, we're very much the Costco podcast. <laughs> and then um, Sandy Gautra also just had a nice little comment. She just put, I just adore the House of Haunted Hill remake. It's so much fun. And it has fun care. Nothing else needs to be said. I've got to say, I am so happy for the love that Funky Hansen gets. I didn't realise how much people loved her. Yeah. Someone, someone missing by their absence this week. Mr. Darren and the school gas girl. Yeah, where, where's Darren's weighing? Too busy. Too busy doing his own podcast. Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? He's got the PS5 on the go. 
clearly. <laughs> but yeah, so as I said, not much feedback this week, but nice to see some love for Fabricare mm. out there. Thank you for the Spence and Sandy for providing some feedback, and for everyone who voted as well. We do appreciate you clicking that button. But we've heard <sighs> our voices. We've heard the voices of people and why they voted for. You know what we should hear now? We should hear the voices of the people who really, really did not enjoy our picks through our one-star reviews. So, Faye, intro my show, if you will. Uh, This week, ladies and jelly spoons, the one-star review will be introduced to you in the style of Blink-182. Don't waste your time on this film. I'm leaving a one-star review. Beautiful. Shall I go first? Yes. Okay. This is from Curse of Egypt. Bear that name in mind when I give you the first opening line of this review, alright? So, Curse of Egypt, big bold text, fraud and a hoax. (laughs) Everybody knows damn well that the amateur horror is a hoax and fraud. All the Lutz family wanted to do was make money by pretending the whole shebang, or sorry, the house shebang was real. When in truth they were lying. I saw the first movie from the start I knew it was a work of fiction. I am not dumb or stupid. This kind of crap is all fake. There are no demons, no ghosts, no podcasts or any of that shit. I'm sick and tired of this crap being advertised as real. It was even proven that George Lutz and a friend of his made the whole thing up that none of it was real. All they wanted was the money that we say they were getting a lot from all the crap made about that house. Enough with the crap already. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. If he's so sick of it and he knows it's fake, why the fuck did he go to watch it? That's the first thing. And then Ghosts and Demons aren't real, Mr. Curse of Egypt. <laughs> no, Jude and Carmen's curse, that's real. All Ghosts and Demons are, like. <sighs> just, yeah, just why, why, why are you watching it? You've gone, you've literally gone... Oh, I'm sick of it. I'm, I know it's all fake. If you're so sick of it, you know I'm giving money. Don't watch the film. Don't rent it. Don't prop it up. Just it, move on with your life. There are so many other things out there. Because it's a big, beautiful, wide world. I'm concerned about you. Don't get hung up on this little thing. Go out there, see trees, and go to the pub. Leave, leave, leave him in his darkness with the anger. Just let him get on with it. It's fine. There's plenty of other people oh. who will want to watch the film. The thing is, it's like it's not even directed really at the films. It's directed at the Lutz family. Yeah, so, you know, right to them. Just, you know. No, they've gone through enough to fucking start a rat at the Lutz family. Leave Ryan Reynolds out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you tell the Lutzes you're not surprised they're divorced? We just took a lot of effort putting all that fake shit together. Well, I just think his anger's misdirected, that's all. I think he needs just. In the bath. I was put a bath bomb in, get a beer, put TV on, stick another film on, stick a comedy on. Maybe just something chill out. Stop trying to change people, Chris. I'll just just gen- let him be angry if you want this to is, be this angry. Is the first, this is the first one star review. I genuinely feel that they want to reach out to him. Just, just calm down. <laughs> just calm down. You need to calm down. Just relax. It's fine. Anyway. Go on, Mercer. Would you like to give her uh, your one for wreck? Quarantine. I would like to say that it was very difficult to find a one-star review for Quarantine, but that would be a lie because there are hundreds of them, which is shocking. Um, I've picked this one because this man or woman or person or whatever they may be angered me 
by putting so in between two little stars every single time. It's called, oh, it comes from Cat That Goes By Himself. Uh, That's the name of the reviewer. Cat That Goes By Himself. That's like a haiku. It's obviously somebody is very lonely. And their title of the review is Never Could Imagine Wreck Would Inspire So Bad a Remake. Oh man, this lead character became so annoying as soon as she started to scream hysterically. And these residents were so dumb. And this camera shaking was so painful. And the plot was so inconsistent. And character development was so lame. Yes. You could not care less when anyone died. And the guy keeps filming. Excuse for blurred, out of frame, and shaky pictures got so stale after about half an hour. Oh, man. This was bad acting, bad scenario, unimaginative copy of Cloverfield and Blair Witch, uninteresting and inconsistent psychology, and a complete rip-off of a pretty decent Spanish movie. And the lead actress really was terrible. A complete rip-off. <laughs> they, they know, right, that it's a fucking remake. It's not like someone no, saw no, no, a record no, no, no. and went, I'll do that myself. No, no, no. It's an unimaginative copy of Cloverfield and Blair Witch. <sighs> He's even, but they've called it a remake of Wreck in the title and then proceeded to call it a rip-off of a pretty decent oh. Spanish film. We're making the assumption they mean Wreck. I like to imagine they're on the phone to direct a Wreck going, look, I think you've got a lawsuit here. They ripped your, they ripped your film off. <laughs> I don't know why it's here. That whole review just gave me a headache. I so want to punch them in the face. I think the the problem with this is this is someone who's got a very strong opinion and when they present that argument, which we all do, because it's strong, they they overuse something. So so in this instance, it's so, because, Mm. you know, when we say so, it it adds emphasis onto it. Let me tell you, cat that goes by himself, do one. That's (laughs) what I'm going to say. Go by yourself to the fucking kitty put down place. <laughs> the kitty put the kitty euthanasia store. Selling kitty. <laughs> Where whatever it may be, and remake your life, bitch. <laughs> Dead. Whoa! <laughs> you always take it that one step too far. You can't wish death on people. I'm not wishing death on people. You I'm wishing death on cat that goes by himself. He'll only come back to life. He's got another eight. Oh, true. Exactly. Mine's short and sweet, you'll be pleased to hear. And like you, Mercer, there was absolutely no shortage of one-star reviews for House (laughs) on Haunted Hill. A lot of angry Vincent Price fans, might I add. I I get it, I get it. But anyway, this is from Troy Too Slick. Too Slick for school, yo. Word. So, Troy (laughs) (laughs) Troy Too Slick titles this Yawn. And he starts with Yawn. That is all that can be said about this supposed horror movie. It's not even so bad, it's good. It's so bad that I turned it off after 30 minutes into it. It was so bad that I didn't even pay to see it, yet I wanted my money back. Avoid, please. Right, Troy Too Slick. Number one, you didn't pay for it, so you've illegally watched that. And number two, you've done the age-old thing of turning a film off 
30 minutes in and then feeling you have a right to comment on it. No, Troy Too Slick. Troy Too Dumb. This one I'm genuinely concerned about. Red flags all over, all over the place. Are they all full of red flags? This one's particularly. Anuj Zozi. I'm going to have a go pronouncing that. I'm going to call that. There you go. This one is headed, if you get a choice of killing the director of this movie, you will not hesitate. (laughs) Someone needs to be on a list. (laughs) This is like some Manchurian candidate coach. Evil Dead, a legacy of horror movies. It wasn't that good before, and it is not this time as well. I don't know if director knows the difference between horror and violence. This movie doesn't scare you, but irks you. In the initial 15 minutes only, you would say, let me go out. I had a huge expectation as I didn't know how pre- oh, sorry, how previous Evil Dead was. I heard good feedback about it. After watching the latest one, I would throw away previous ones if I had. You can easily frown, feel sick and close your eyes. In short, you will do anything to avoid these useless movies. I don't want to write more about it, but I would recommend everyone not to watch this. You will not lose anything. One of the most concerning things about this as well, they said, if you get a choice to kill the director, do not hesitate. 37 out of 73 found this helpful. <laughs> Again, all of us on the list. He said that headline and gone, yeah, yeah, I would like to kill him. So I know I've almost just kind of, you know, killed a reviewer off. I didn't mean it, you know. This person's evil. Remember, Very evil. Remember, if UK politics has taught us nothing this week, if you didn't mean it, it's alright. Exactly. And I didn't mean it. Look, guys, I'm singing us out of this shit show because, to be honest, it's been a fucking dumping ground in one star review this week of shit reviews. So, I will sing us out with... I hate this film, so I gave it a one star review. Before we go into scores and stuff, can we just have a little chat? Because I'm not going to lie to you, I promised Mitch that I'd go in on this film and we've not discussed it. And I think we should discuss it because I think, in terms of the venom and hate we have for it, it's something that needs to be out there so it's not in our hearts. We should talk about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, right? Just for a second? And no. How, how bad it is? No. How terrible? No, no airtime. I think we should. I think we should. No, 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 no. I think we should talk about the horrible way that they made Freddy look. I think we should talk about the horrible sympathy vote they tried to give to him. Which, by the way, I've read online and people were actually in on that shit. They were like, oh, yes, I loved it when they tried to make Freddy human and said that, you know, he was killed innocently. Fuck yourself. No, that's not what Kruger's about. That's not his story. And I remember I just in quite clearly when we watched it in the cinema at that park because it was like, fuck off. What the fuck is that shit? It messes with its own rules to the point of being illogical. And oh my God, the acting in it is the fucking worst. So when I see people defending this film, I get physically angry because I I just cannot believe that anyone would want to choose this over original. There you go. I think that's something I think you said... You said you wanted to speak about it, and you have. And I don't think me or Mercer have anything to add. I think Mercer might. We have nothing to add to defend the film, I that's think, for sure. No, but I think Mercer might have something to add. I could never defend the film, because there's nothing to defend. It's, you can't defend it. Um, I did try and rewatch it ten years later, and I got so far through. 
and I, 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 I was like digging my nails into my thigh with rage, watching it. No, I was just honest. Do you know like, when you're watching something, you're just getting angry, and I was digging. I could feel like through my jeans as well, myself like stabbing myself. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, if I continue to watch this, I will be found the the next few weeks, months, years later when someone bothered to come and check on me, gashed up and sliced up because I would have hurt myself because I'm not even lying. I, I hated it so much that I wanted to hurt myself. It looked like the curse of Nightmare on Elm Street. They'd have found you gashed to pieces <laughs> watching the remake. Would you hate it so much if the first Nightmare on Elm Street franchise or the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise didn't exist, though? If this was just a standalone yeah. film, would you sit but there going, this is fucking awful? But it's not. You no, can no, say that about any remake in in. No, no, but it's whether, it's whether you're saying it's a bad film because you don't like the fact that it's, remake, it's a bad remake or it's a bad film. They're two completely different things. It would still be a bad film, I think. It's a really bad film. I don't like the film. So I, I, I watched it. We watched it the first time and we tried to be objective, didn't we, when we first saw it, um, which is why we went to see it, because we thought you've got to have a level of objectivity. Let's watch it for what it is. And it was so bad because they just they tried to take the good things from A Nightmare on Elm Street, different um, films as well, mm. and bring them into this. And it didn't work. And Jackie L. Healer, he might be a fantastic actor, but he's not. It doesn't portray that very well. Um, but if if that was a standalone film, I would still hit it. Agreed. I, I do not like it. it. It goes to show that I can... Because like, Carrie's obviously my favourite film. And I can watch the Carrie remake and still find good things in it. And I, I quite like the Carrie remake. It's not a Patreon original, obviously. But I, I can't say anything good about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake at all. But anyway, maybe we should find out who won this week. Maybe we should. Chris B. Mercer. We. On your grades, the motherfucking public won this episode. Welcome, public. Be fair, I love the Evil Dead remake. It I was a good brain. choice, yeah. You don't like Happy Mercer. Should I tell you why I'm not happy? I, well, Should I tell you why? You're going to, I assume, but yeah. Let me break it down to you. I'm going to give you this week's roundup. And let's start with fourth place. Fourth place. Sneak with the grade of D. I wonder who this could be. That's right. It's me, Mercer, with Quarantine. Once again... In last position. Are you too- what is wrong with you people? Are you too good for your home? <laughs> Seriously, what is wrong? Shark, shark, horror, horror, shark, shark, horror. Sorry, Mercer. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, mate. You, you know, your choices are choices. I better film type. That's the. Just so you know, that is now. The seventh time, seventh time I have come in fourth position. You know what That's you need... seven, seven out of 18. You know what you need to do? You need to pick a popular film like Chris so that you win. 
You need to no, base your choice on what he, what you think audience wants, you can not up. what you actually want. I'm being true to myself there. And it's that kind of thing that ends up with the astronaut's wife being picked and the reason why you finished your last place. So anyway, so yes, as I said, fourth place, quarantine, great day. Third place. Makes me feel a little bit better because it also got a great day. House on Haunted Hill. In second place, obviously, Christopher with the amateur horror coming in with a great C. I'm happy enough for that. Yeah. Yep. I'd, I'd rather win, but as I say, I really, I really, really like the Evil Dead remake. Yeah, so then obviously, first place, great C, Evil Dead. Still a great C, though. Pretty poor scores this week, everybody. Pretty poor scores. Let's see if we can pull it around next week with some really good scores, yeah? <laughs> everyone over everyone overinflate your opinions of films for this week's episode. So Evil Dead, as we all agree, a very worthy winner. So with the audience winning, we're gonna go we're gonna do for a wild card pick for our next week's film genre, because obviously normally the winner gets to pick. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we can't throw this back out to the audience for a general consensus. So we're picking on your behalf. So we're, we're picking on your behalf. So, a classic horror staple that we haven't covered yet. We are going to go best werewolves. Oh! We're werewolves, not swearwolves. Hang on, wait, Mercer wants to do his werewolf impression. Go on, Mercer. <laughs> well, there you go. For more high, more high quality content like that, make sure you listen next week. We are delighted as well for our Werewolf episode next week to be joined by Soho Horror Film Festival programmer and our good friend Mitch Harrod. Always, exactly. Always a delight to have him on the show. So we look forward to him bringing his best werewolf. I think as well, we, we still want to know what your favourite werewolf films are. So let us know on social meets. Just leaves us to say, if you do want to get in contact with us, then please do follow us at Spit Greys on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at I Spit on Your Greys on Facebook. And if you want to email us, if you still, if anyone still emails, you can reach us at electricpossums at gmail.com. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe. Because let's face it, you don't want to be missing this quality content every week. No, of course you don't. No. <laughs> My voice sounds alone, do you know what I mean? Exactly. You miss one-star reviews, you miss red flags, you miss possibly pre-warnings of directors suddenly being found dead. A lot of rage. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of rage. And a lot of, if nothing else, a lot of, a lot of rage. Yeah. As Silla used to say, a lot, a lot of rage. A lot, a lot of rage. I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> Worst Silla Black. I know, it were, weren't it? Ever. Bless her. But that's all from us for this week, so thank you very much, Mercer. Thank you. Thank you, Faye. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. Bye-bye.